Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday the 15th of August. Today, the Bulldogs lock down the NRL's hottest coaching prospect. Collingwood's young gun continues to make headlines and an update on the funniest match-fixing scandal from Sierra Leone football. But first... If you'll indulge me for a moment, I'd like to put my conspiracy hat on. Aussie golfer Cam Smith's reported decision to sign with the Saudi-backed Live Golf Tour has taken him from being one of the world's best golfers to basically a sports version of the Kardashians. I just like the Kardashians! Every move he makes is covered off extensively by a golfing media looking for more and more ammunition to fuel the fire of golf's civil war that is currently raging between the established PGA Tour and the newly created Rebel Tour Live Golf. Yeah, I mean, it's just their job, mate. That's that's what they're there to do. They're there to sell stories, and um, I'm sure they've had a few uh, looks at it the last few days, and, you know, I'm ready to cop some heat. And the Smith spotlight has only grown bigger as he's competed in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Firstly, there was a run-in with world number one Scotty Scheffler, who appeared to break golfing etiquette when he walked directly through world number two Smith's putting line on the green. A rude! But going into this morning's final round, Scheffler had missed the cut, meaning that if Cam Smith won the tournament, he would jump to number one in the world, creating the very real possibility of the best player on the planet leaving the PGA Tour. But here's the twist. Just before teeing off in his final round where he was two shots back from overnight leader JJ Spong, Smith was handed a belated two-stroke penalty for playing the ball from an incorrect spot after a drop during his third round. And this is where I believe the conspiracy deepens. If you're the PGA Tour, you know that if Cam Smith wins this tournament, he becomes the number one player in the world and then he looks set to go and play with the other mob You'd be mad, right? Well, we can't have that. And then for the tournament staff to conveniently notice a moment from Smith's third round that resulted in a two-stroke penalty, making Smith's chances of winning slim at best? He didn't win, by the way. I'm just saying. Cam Serraldo has been the hottest property on the NRL coaching market for the past couple of years. He's so hot right now. The 37-year-old Panthers assistant coach has been credited not only within the Penrith playing group, but also in the wider rugby league community for helping turn the club into the competition powerhouse it currently is. But with head coach Ivan Cleary currently contracted until at least the end of 2027, if Serraldo wants to run his own ship, He's going to have to do it somewhere else. Get off my boat! And after turning down a big money deal to become the West Tigers head coach in June, Serraldo has decided that he's ready to step into the big boy chair by signing a five-year deal at the Bulldogs. I'm the big dog now. Serraldo will become the youngest head coach in the league in 2023 when he takes over from interim coach Mick Potter, who has been coaching the team since Trent Barrett left earlier this year. I know, it gets a bit confusing. Serrato's signing is expected to ensure that the club hangs on to star playmaker Matt Burton beyond his current deal, which ends at the end of next season. Serrato told the Panthers playing group of his decision to take up the head coaching role yesterday, while the Bulldogs released a statement confirming the deal before explaining that they won't be making any further comment until the end of the season. But regardless of the dog's silence, it's safe to say the sold sign has gone up on Casadel Serrato. It's hard to remember an AFL player in their first year who has made more headlines than Collingwood's Jack Ginneman. Ginneman, bending ball, makes it look effortless. 
What a talent. He's had the bleached hair, he's been kicking goals for fun, he's been involved in TikTok scandals, and he even forced the AFL into re-examining the laws of the game when it comes to players playing for free kicks. Wow, is there anything he can't do? And it seems that even when injured, Ginnivan is dividing opinions. Yesterday, in the Pies' loss to the Swans at the SCG, Ginnivan was subbed out of the game at halftime with a hamstring injury. When the injured Ginnivan was put up on the big screen, he received... Well, a lukewarm reception. Boo! And while Gidvin himself pulled an exaggerated sad face in response to the boos, injured teammate Taylor Adams did not see the funny side, tweeting, Imagine booing an injured player, Grubs. Adams' message was widely supported, particularly by Daisy Thomas. Well, I think it's absolutely disgraceful. He's a young kid going about his business. He's injured. He's injured and they pan to him on the bench and the Swans fans boo. I know they're catching up a little bit to what we do in the AFL and all those sorts of things, but I don't <laughs> think that is the right thing and they shouldn't have been doing that. Booing aside, the result leaves Collingwood and Sydney level on 60 points on the ladder in a dogfight with Brisbane, Melbourne and Frio for a top four spot with only one round to go in the AFL regular season. Collingwood will tackle a desperate Carlton outfit in the last game of the regular season, with the Blues looking to secure their final spot, while the Swans face St Kilda, whose hopes of playing finals are merely mathematical at this stage. A quick update on a story from a few weeks back that is well and truly still in the running as the most insane story to appear on the scorecard this year. Let me take you back to Sierra Leone's second-tier football league, where a month ago, Golf FC defeated Kakima Lebanon 91-1, and the Kahunla Rangers smashed Lumbebo United 95-0. Understandably, these scorelines prompted investigations into possible match-fixing. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Well, the investigations are complete, and understandably, the four teams involved have been suspended, and the results of those two games are annulled. But wait! because the bans were later lifted for reasons that haven't been made public and the teams were allowed to replay the matches. And while Golf FC weren't quite able to repeat their 90-gold win against Kakima Lebanon, they did win the rematch 3-0. As expected. But when the Kahunla Rangers replayed Lumbebe United, hoping for another goal fest after their 95-0 win the first time around, something strange happened. The Rangers lost. How is that possible? Lumbebo United were able to turn around a 95-goal loss and make it a 1-0 win in their replayed fixture against the Rangers. Now, I don't want to take anything away from their win, but man, that must have been one hell of a video review session. And that is your Fast Fun Hitters Ball for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.